0: Welcome to the Diet by God's Design podcast. The goal of this podcast is to help you return to God's design for healthy living so you can balance your hormones and heal your body naturally. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to today's episode. Before we start the next series of episodes, I want to share something I've just learned. What I'm about to tell you will not only help you avoid needing supplements or to drink so much water, but also help you not get sick like we talked about in episode 18. These goals, not needing supplements, not getting sick, getting more water, all converge on this one topic, God made food. If you remember from episode 8, we brought up the topic of God made food, but we didn't address the question, how does God make food? In this episode, we're going to talk about the gardening method I am convinced follows God's design for growing food. Plants grown by this method are so nutrient-rich that you will not need supplements or to drink so much water every day because you'll get it in the food you're growing. If we don't want to dish out the big books for making up what is lacking in the food we're eating from the grocery store, we must return to God's design for growing food. God's design for growing food. Recently, I listened to a summit on growing food. If you've ever dug into how to garden, you know that it can get very overwhelming. You have to balance the pH of your soil, test the soil to know which minerals are needed, fertilize your plants, irrigate them, spray for weeds and pests, and somehow have all the money to do this every year. After listening to several presenters on the summit, I was so overwhelmed. There was just too much to know, too much to do. However, the last presenter I listened to made me realize, like with dieting, there is a way that God has designed to grow food. In all these other ways are man's attempt to circumvent his design. It'd be much simpler if we just did it his way instead of tried to force our own. As Proverbs 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. I believe we've been leaning on our own understanding of how to grow food. From testing the pH to spraying our plants with herbicides and pesticides, we have been forcing our own way in the garden. The result of this are foods that are more like cheap knockoffs than what God intended us to eat. These knockoffs will not provide our bodies the fuel we need, which is why we need supplements if we eat foods grown in soil that is not taken care of like God has designed the soil to be taken care of. So how do we grow food by God's design? As with every topic, we should ask the question, how does God do it? To answer this question, we must turn to the Bible and nature. How does God garden? How does he grow food? How does he feed his animals? The man who has been digging into these questions is a man named Paul. And I think I'm saying his last name, right? Gotch, gotchi, Gauchi gotchi, something like that. Sorry, I messed that one up. But if you haven't heard of the Back to Eden gardening method, I highly, highly recommend watching it. You can watch it for free on YouTube by searching Back to Eden documentary. Paul answers the above questions in the Back to Eden documentary uh, about how does God garden. But I'm going to try to answer them briefly here. The Back to Eden gardening, gardening method. Paul in the documentary says that when we asked, when he asked the question of how God gardens, he realized that plants and trees grow in the forest all by themselves. No one waters them except God via rain. No one sprays them to kill the pests, no one tills the ground. Yet amazingly, nature can grow the most beautiful and tasty things. So what does nature do that we're missing? Paul observed that the floor of the forest were always covered. When you look at the floor of a forest, it is covered with all kinds of organic materials: wood chips, branches, needles, dead grass leaves, etc. Paul took this idea and started to cover his own gardens with wood chips. And to his surprise, the wood chips actually have been keeping his plants moist with having to water, made weeding much easier, nourished the ground to make rich, nutrient dense, and microbe rich soil, and prevented the ground from getting compacted. Wood chips also help maintain a balanced pH of 7 in the soil and the right amount of water to meet plants' needs. If water got too much, then the wood chips will brush off too much water, but while also absorbing enough water to keep the soil below wet and moist. If you watch the Back to Eden documentary, it's hard to demiss- dismiss Paul's statements about wood chips in the garden. His garden is beautiful, and from it comes huge, healthy-looking, sweet-tasting produce. Furthermore, he's able to grow things in his soil that are believed to not be able to grow in his actual region. So what Paul does to Garden by God's Design Paul's methods are very simple. In the fall, he buries compost made from his leftover plants and other organic material in his garden. He covers the compost with wood chips. The rest of his leftover produce goes to the chickens. In the spring, he takes his chickens' manure, screens it, and uses it for topsoil in his garden. He then sows his garden with heirloom seeds or seeds from his best crops from the prior growing season. He pulls back the wood chip cover to plant the seeds. Once the plants have grown taller than the wood chip layer, he fills in around the plants with the wood chips. If the wood chips are dry, he waters them. As the spring and summer go by, Paul weeds as needed and prays over his plants. He also waters when the soil is dry, which is very unlikely, he said. He also deals with bugs when they get, you know, when they get on the greedy side. On the summit I watched, he actually mentioned he uses a mixture of cayenne and jalapeno in water and sprayed that on the plants to deter bugs. And he said that was a great way to deter bugs off your plants. The cool thing is that as time goes by, the soil gets richer and healthier. Therefore, there's a decreasing need for adding compost and wood chips over time. There are many other gardening tips Paul discusses in the documentary, but I think I covered the gist of them here. What can we learn from Back to Eden? If you watch the documentary, it might seem as if wood chips are the miraculous answer to all gardening issues. However, using wood chips does not completely remove the curse man received in the garden in Genesis three, seventeen through nineteen. I believe Paul's faith and life of prayer are huge factors behind the success of his garden. Like huge. God has truly blessed Paul's hard work in his garden. I want to emphasize here that Paul still has to pull weeds, five pests, and follow the natural rules of each plant he grows. Natural rules like potatoes preferring being near a water source and rosemary preferring sandier soil, etc. Paul's method of using wood chips addresses how to best prepare the ground for growing nutritious, healthy plants. We still have to deal with weather challenges, pests, weeds, and a less than 100% yield. However, there are four things Paul has demonstrated with his garden. 1. You must not lean on your own understanding of how growing works. If you want to garden by God's design, you must look to nature and mimic what he does without interfering with what you think is best. 2. Though not every seed you plant will grow to the healthiest, most nutritious plant, you can trust God will meet your needs. Not only is God able to meet your needs through your garden, but also the needs of others in your community, like we read in Deuteronomy twenty-four, nineteen 19-21. And he also takes care of the bugs, too. Three, you can trust that God will bless your hard work. God will not bless laziness, aka expecting God to weed, God to take care of pests, or God to cover the ground. We work hard every year to garden by his design and leave the rest to him in his timing. Lastly, but most importantly, you cannot grow without the grower. The main reasons for Paul's success is his hard work, patience, and dependence on God. He never would have been as successful as he has been if he tried to take God out of his gardening. It's because of God's presence that Paul's garden has been protected and nourished. God is the source of true growth, and if you try to take him out of it, you will fail. I want to also point out that there is nothing special about Paul and his Back to Eden methods. All he did was observe nature and try to mimic it in his own garden. I am very grateful that Paul did that and has graciously shared what he has learned about nature over the years. However, God is the source of the information Paul is sharing. So it's important to not get too caught up in what Paul does. Rather, we should do what Paul does and has done in that looking to how God designed nature to work and mimic it in our gardens. So what we end up with may not look exactly like Paul's garden. But the ideas that we can take from nature and how God's design for growing things works and applying that to our gardens that's what we want to get at so how can you avoid not needing supplements or drinking so much water if you don't want to take supplements or have to drink so much water every day you must look to the food you're eating furthermore if you want to diet by god's design to heal and nourish your body naturally a huge factor of that is eating food that has been grown by god's design The food grown by God's design is going to be the most nutritious, water-dense, healthy food we can eat. This food will be the best food for our bodies, and we won't need anything else. We won't need supplements. No supplements. No need to drink eight glasses of water per day. Uh, You probably will still have to drink water, but not eight glasses of water per day. You're getting all your nutrients and most of your water from the produce you're eating from your garden. How to get the best food for your body. The best way is to grow your own food in a way that mimics nature. If you have a backyard, even if it's a small one, cultivate an area of it to grow food. Mimic nature by using cover, like wood chips, leaves, or grass grass clippings, whatever you have. If you need wood chips, check out Chip Drop. If you don't have the space to grow, pray consistently for a place to grow a garden. Maybe God will connect you with a friend or church member who has a place for you to start a garden. It'd be really neat if you could start a garden at your church. You could work alongside other members of your church and potentially feed people from your community with it. That would be a cool ministry. If this season is too busy to start a garden, then pray consistently for an alternative. Maybe God will connect you with a local farmer who is already growing food by God's design. Or maybe God will connect you with a friend or church member who is able to start a garden and wants to do it using natural methods. Side note, we're always going to be busy. Though there are some seasons that we really can't do anything, most of the time we just need to make the time. Even if you don't have the time or space to grow all your produce, you can do what you can and just start small. Don't start big, just start small and do one thing at a time. What my family and I are doing. Uh, speaking of busy, in our house, we're still trying to get our house reno done, but I've made a place to build up a good compost pile. So because I can't necessarily grow right away, I'm trying to build up the soil in, using a compost pile i actually think it's half full right now but my plan is to bury the compost in our yard to help it break down and enrich the soil some of that soil will be transferred to our growing site in the fall hopefully please lord uh, to prepare the soil for the spring i hope to get some wood chips from family to place on top of the growing site to kill the grass and weeds and i'll probably get some wood chips to put on top of the compost soil mix to keep grass and weeds from growing in that stealing all the nutrients of course Come spring, we may not be able to plant much, especially since we're on 0.01 acres, but anything I grow will be better than growing nothing. Plus, building up the soil will be great practice. Though we aren't planning on living in our home long term, maybe whoever ends up in this house more long term will be able to glean from all the work we've been doing. If you'd like to follow along our garden progress, I'm going to send updates to my email list. I'm working on making new emails to send to my list on the changes I'm making for my family to help nourish and keep us healthy all year long. Included in those emails will be some things you can do now to start gardening by God's design. So if this interests if this interests you, join my email. And you can join it on the blog page for this episode. So go to my blog and go to the most recent episode or find this episode in the search and you should be able to join my email on there that's all i have for you i hope that you feel inspired to start your own garden and to garden and always ask yourself the question how did god design this to work and always reform to god's design because god's design is going to be the best all right happy gardening before you go, can you help me out real quick and write a review or rate this podcast on the platform you're listening on? That way this podcast can get out to more women who need to hear that they can heal their bodies naturally too. Thanks so much.